Sportages. Sport gets smarter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sportages, where we bring you insights into the sporting world, straight from athletes, sports biz, sports professionals, and more. Our guest today is Ali Salama, founder of Empower Magazine, the first mental health and wellness magazine in the Middle East. He also recently launched the Middle East and North Africa's first mental health and sports conference, Sports Menta. Ali, welcome to the show. Sushan, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Look, mate, I've obviously had the I had the pleasure of attending the Sports Menta conference. So before we sort of go into that discussion, and I really want to break down a bit of your thoughts on on the conference and uh, the content coming out of the conference. Before that, tell me a little bit about Empower Sports Menta and why you decided to go down this path. Yeah, I think that's a very like important point to start off with. Um, uh, I, uh, I'm an athlete, Zushan. So before I got into becoming a mental health spokesperson, ambassadors, things that relate to activism in a, in a manner that it drives social change, uh, you know, I can, if you look back, like those are all medals. I, I am a swimmer. I got, I was signed to Al Nasser here in the UAE. Um, I swam in Canada. My, you know, the, the person I grew up swimming with is now NCAA champion and two-time Olympian, Farida Osman. So we swam in the same squad growing up. So this was my life um, prior to everything else. So I think, you know, once an athlete is always an athlete, but um, yeah, but when I sort of went to Canada, I've had a lot of struggles, then I realized how important I was neglecting my mental health, and then suddenly just, it was an epitome that made me realize I needed to go into that route. So um, yeah, a year later, I decided that um, what more of an important way that uh, can we tackle this problem, especially in mental health, in the sports world, uh, when it's viewed as an entertainment. You see Salah, you see so many great people, but uh, you don't think of that side that is invisible. And that side has been so, 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 so important in times of like change or crisis such as COVID when we all are more open and speaking about it. So I felt that that was a great time for us to start. And I felt that that was a very important time to have that conversation. Yeah, right, right. And that's, and it's, it's interesting that, you know, you mentioned that you were, you were an athlete and then you obviously went down this path and now you work in the mental health space and to sort of promote discussion, encourage engagement, uh, that sort of thing on these topics. Being an athlete, did you, were you ever of mine or did you ever think that, hey, you know, swimming is the path that I'm going to go down for the, like, that's not going to be my career? Um, I did not like swimming, Zushan. I swam yeah. because I caused a lot of problems at home. So yeah. the day I wasn't swimming was the day my mom had a headache. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, I've always been a high functioning sort of person ever since, I don't know if it, some people like to just label names on themselves, such as like I have the OCD, AD, all these labels that I really don't like, uh, like to associate myself with, but I definitely do feel like um, without diagnosis, of course, but I definitely do feel like uh, I had a lot of energy growing up and that was a very healthy way of putting that energy into a healthy manner of channeling that because, uh, 
yeah, so do I ever, ever, ever felt that I was going to be a professional athlete? Perhaps if I played football, because that was my dream, like any young Egyptian, but no, no. And I don't think that, I don't think that many even footballers, you know, athletes careers, there, there isn't that much education on what to do post-career. So that's, I liked how you tackle this question uh, because it is a very important question in regards to the well-being of the player on the long term. Yeah, precisely. That's sort of what I, what I wanted to bring up. And um, I guess we'll sort of merge that in with uh, talking about sports menta. And, you know, what I see a lot with, with a lot of athletes, the issues that often arise are exactly what you're touching on. Post-career, what do I do? Um, I haven't set myself up necessarily, or I don't have the resources, not me personally, the athlete. I'm not an athlete. Uh, <laughs> but um, they haven't set themselves up. They don't know how to take the next step. And that in turn, from what, my, from what I understand, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, results in a lot of uh, mental health issues like depression, anxiety, what's to come next, uncertainty. Uh, in your own conversations and coverage and uh, other aspects of what you do, have you come across these sort of situations or heard from other athletes who have talked about these kind of things? Yeah, you know, I just got off of a call with the PSA, so the Professional Social Association uh, Foundation, and uh, what happened was that they were discussing how hard it was for players um, who weren't in the top sort of 10 ranking, how hard it was for them to make a living but that just reflects on well what if well what if the career is over well it just brought forward the reality and so I think with what you're saying have I seen this I mean it's happening right now it's it's not something that we have to wait for but typically speaking athletes who aren't um, you know acclaimed or and, 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 and I really don't like to say that but like we both know what that means that means that if you have reach that, that pinnacle uh, that, 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 that other people deem you to be a star. And sports isn't meant for you to just be a star. It's more than that. There are so many other benefits. So I think that, you know, circling back to the point, I do see that that is a big, big, big challenge. And I see that, you know, it needs to be tackled. And that's why we're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, you've obviously kicked things off on that front, at least specifically for the region that, uh, you know, you, you are in and you're based in. And like I mentioned earlier, I had the pleasure of being a part of the Sports Menta Conference and then, you know, doing a cover with you guys as well. For everyone watching or listening, by the way, wherever you are, be sure to check out uh, the Empower Sports Menta and Ali's socials. They'll be everywhere. So follow Follow him, follow the organization, give him a, a heads up if you have anything you want to ask. Um, coming to the Sports Menta Conference, Ali, can you give me an overview? I mean, I know I've been there, but I want to sort of hear about what stood out for you and what the, that experience was like itself. Yeah, that's also like a very good question. Um, Look, Zushan, I did not expect what the response was because I don't think this has ever been done. And um, not that it hasn't been done. I have a personal connection with 
with with a few athletes so um you know had i not perhaps had that warm connection i wouldn't say it was like super warm but we i make sure before we hop on that i have two calls with them kenzie is a very close friend of mine within my inner circle so again i know you previously asked well how did you put things together what was your approach and what how how were you able to get this content out i think bottom line is the only reason why we need to do these things is because there aren't safe spaces so when you make safe spaces when you put people in comfortable positions when you tell them i'm not trying to sell you out i'm trying to make you safe and in making you safe i want to make other people safe so i'm not trying to play the press game i'm not trying to play a headline game i'm trying to play the real game and i think that this is what we need to do here and i think that in approaching that um circling back to your question uh, I really wanted to, I knew the issues because I was an athlete. I knew that parenting was a big, big, big issue. And I knew that pressure sometimes makes diamonds, but sometimes it cracks diamonds. So when do you know the right pressure? When do you know where to, when to apply the right pressure, right? So yeah, there are really cool sayings in the world number ones. Oh, that's really cool and bubbly, but what really does it take? Yeah. How do you talk to yourself? And I think those were the things that I wanted to highlight because I don't think many people out there know what it takes to be a champion. And that takes a whole lot of self-care and a whole lot of mental health awareness that uh, those athletes just proved. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's quite interesting that you talk about things like safe spaces and, you know, being able to express what one is going through. I think you and I both know well that if we look at, mental health awareness in the Middle East and North Africa, it's far behind other parts of the world. You know, if we're talking about myself here in Australia or you in, when you were in Canada, you, you notice it, you see it. Sure. It's, you know, more work can be done there as well, but it's significantly more awareness around it than there is in the Middle East and in North Africa. What, what has been the biggest challenge for you, both in a general context, but also particularly with raising awareness around mental health and sport? Um, being in that region, you know, you sort of touched on it a little bit earlier, but perhaps you could expand upon that a little bit about the challenges of raising awareness, um, stigma, and so on. Yeah. I think Zushan, we have to be aware that like sports predominantly, while I am the biggest fan of women's sports, predominantly male athletes take a lot more attention in the world. Yep. And uh, we, you know, we can beg to disagree, but this is the true reality. And uh, that presents a lot of challenges because we, in regions where, you know, in to the world we are minorities at least from a power perspective uh, you know we think in certain ways and we have habits that typically aren't that healthy through generational um you know a generation upon generation has built that so i think i think that has been the biggest struggle that has been the biggest struggle how can you be a man and and just be this competitive be this champion be this yeah. tough but still like be easy on yourself and still be that loving person and still actually have a healthy competition because i think that that's what separates uh, a true legend in sports 
from just a great player. And, and because that is what an icon does way beyond the sport. And I think that in understanding that through reading, you know, Mike Tyson's bio and through reading so many other historical icons that I personally look up to, I found that that is the biggest struggle. How can we uh, tackle uh, the mental well-being of players through, of course, those who have the largest platforms, but also get them to speak about something that makes them very uncomfortable because they still view mental health as, uh, even if they don't view it privately as, a sh as not a shame, but as something that they don't want to speak about because of the perception, publicly they don't show it. And like, I can speak about Mo Salah and I can speak about so many other examples, but unfortunately as well, something I really want to point out to all the listeners listening out there, I personally have a great relationship with the Egyptian striker um, and, and Champions League striker, uh, Ahmed Hassan Kuka. He's the number nine striker for Olympiacos and for Egypt. Now, when we spoke together, you know, I realized a lot of things that I didn't know about footballers and, and, and people who are in, you know, playing top tier sports. But what I also realized is that he was probably the only person in the national squad who have the most power, social power in a country like Egypt, which represents quarter of the Arab population that was able to speak to me about mental health for more than 20 minutes. So what I want to say is that we can't try to pressure athletes, go speak about it, because those athletes grew up from six years old to 20 years old on a pitch. Education level wasn't that great. They sacrificed so much. Yeah. So being so emotionally intelligent to understand that needs to come from a point of empathy so we can work together and be like, yeah, you respect me for my education. I respect you for the platform that you have. Let's work together versus, hey, this is a power dynamic. Let's rub shoulders and like, let's, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, you know, my, my personal sort of, sort of view is from, from the region I think, for example, in the UAE, things uh, awareness has really gotten better uh, compared to where it was when I left about 10 years ago, uh, having lived there all my life before that. And it's, it's great to see that, but on a wider scale, you know, you're talking like, like exactly like you said, you're talking about the UAE and then you're comparing that to a place like Yemen where it's virtually non-existent. Um, so... Bridging that gap, in my opinion, is very important. I think you highlight the means to do that really, really well. Um, I guess moving back to the Sports Menta, uh, Sports Menta Conference and sort of wrapping things up, Ali, what do you see moving forward uh, for Sports Menta? What is the vision? What is the dream? What, you know, the next iteration, whenever that takes place what do you hope to get out of it for this whole this discussion as a whole that is i think what like excited me the most about this interview because i think that starting something is great anyone can start something but that's just one percent of the entire vision um the vision is a lot lot bigger than an online an online online event the vision is an in-person real life event tackling all facets of sports, including gender, you know, we want to actually, because what is mental health, Zushan? Mental health isn't depression, anxiety, and all these things that people think about. Mental health is quality of life, period. 
So how can we make sure that in sports, we have great quality of life, which for many people, people actually don't think that that isn't always the case. So I think how can we create a platform and in an in-person event with an online yearly activation that can allow people to have great psycho or mental health education for lack of a better word. And how can we also include awards? How can we make sure players are incentivized to take part in that conversation, raise their kids, but also become part of that ecosystem? Because all that I'm doing is I'm an enabler. I'm a communicator. I'm not a service provider. I'm just someone who, who will communicate how important it is for you to just take that into consideration. Nothing more, nothing less. So that's what Sports Mentor is going to do. And hopefully the end, the end goal is to have, you know, football clubs in Yemen, in Yemen, like in every part of the Middle East, hire psychologists, sports psychologists, bring that know-how into uh, the sports because of the importance that sports mentor sheds light on through the lens of mental health and sports. So that's kind of like what the big, bigger dream is. And of course, as I start to venture into more and more athletes having more and more conversations, I definitely, definitely, definitely want to be able to bring uh, it to an international scale and not just a Middle Eastern scale. Absolutely, mate. I think it's, it's fantastic what you're doing. And, you know, one example that, that always comes to mind for me uh, being here in Australia is that just in 2019 and 2020 alone, we saw, you know, numerous Australian cricketers come out and talk about taking mental health breaks and not wanting to continue playing for a while to go and look after their well-being and to take that time off, get some time away from the light and the wonders that it did for them. So if that can be translated, uh, at least even if that conversation can be initiated uh, on a global scale, you know, I think that's, you know, we're, we're getting there. So look, Ali, I wish you all the best, mate. Uh, you know, I will be uh, at Sports Menta next time around as well, whether that's virtually or in person we will see but however it is i would love to continue being a part of it for everyone watching or listening as you may know we are uh hosting the squash summit soon and we're really proud to have uh ali and sports menta as our mental health partners for the summit uh once again be sure to head over to their uh to their social media give them a follow a like Get in touch if you have any questions and if you're an athlete and have a story that you might want to talk about. Ali's your guy. Ali, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Appreciate it, Zushan. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Thanks. <laughs>